Greetings in Jesus' name. Yes, the Lord be with your spirit. Welcome to another lesson here on the Foundation Series, Step into the Spiritual, where today we're going to be going deeper in what it means to feed on the Word of God. And we know that there have been so many testimonies of how meditating on Psalm 23 has helped you reshape a new pattern of your thinking. Remember, you can post those testimonies on your own social media or on the comment section of the videos of the University of God with the hashtag #RevelationComes. Yes, let's talk about our spiritual growth. Physical growth is a function of time. Intellectual growth is a function of learning. But spiritual growth is a function of obedience to God's will. When the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The Bible is referring to the spiritual part of man, meaning your spirit. The spirit feeds on spiritual things. We have food for the body, and we also have food for the spirit. Food for the body, we all know, meat, bread. Do you know the food for your spirit? Yes, do you know the food for your spirit? I'm sure you've eaten this morning, but have you fed your spirit? What is the answer to the question? Well, the food of our spirit, it must be the Bible, yes? Hmm. Many will answer the Bible. Yes. Not the Bible itself, but the Holy Bible. It is not the letter of the word. The letter can only feed your brain with sense knowledge. But the word of life, which is spirit and life, feeds our spirit with the bread of life. That was what Jesus meant when he said figuratively, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has everlasting life. Christ and the Word are one. That's the living Word. Jesus is the Word of life that became flesh and lived in our midst. So how do we feed on the Word of life? We don't just swallow raw rice or a seed or any food that you eat. You don't just swallow it without chewing it first. If not, you will just deliver it out into the toilet the same way you swallow it. And it can't be profitable to your body, to your organs. You can't extract the nutrients from the food. Mm. That is why when you eat food first, you have to chew it before swallowing it in order to digest it smoothly. I don't know about you, but my grandmother told me that you should chew your food uh, 20 times in your mouth. She always had amazing digestion and uh, I think it does work. But anyway, when- That's a very good advice. <laughs> When we are on a table, I'm always the last person. I'm always the taught. first person. So I don't think I follow that advice, but it's a very good advice. And uh, if you ask nutritionists um, around the world and professionals, they'll also tell you the same thing, that you should chew your food yes. uh, well enough times and that will enable you to digest it smoothly. So what does it mean to chew the food? Well, it's to grind it with your teeth. In the same way, you know, committing the word to memory only is equivalent to just swallowing a seed. The letter of the word, I mean the seed of divine life, like we read in John 1 verse 4, needs to be transformed before our spirit can feed on it. The seed of the word is powerless until it is planted 
in the right soil, which is the human heart or the human spirit. So the question is, are you chewing your spiritual food? That's the key. The same process is necessary for the raw letter of the word I just read. Let's take the process one by one. The word is the seed. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 says, let me just read it. Yes. Jesus said, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Take note, the word of God. And the word of God is spirit and life. So what is the word? It's the seed of divine life that comes into our heart and causes faith to grow. That's why you see the seed must come into your heart and cause faith to grow. That's the logo of the University of God. To get the word into your heart, that's the way it works effectively. That's the way it becomes the tool, the sword of the spirit. The letter of the word is raw, as is the seed. It requires processing for the life in that word to be manifested. God's word is not an ordinary word. This is not an ordinary book. It needs to be discerned spiritually by revelation and operated and applied spiritually with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's when it became the soul of the Spirit. Why? Because it is spirit and life. Our heart, our human spirit is a soil in which that seed of the word of God is to be planted. Not here, here. Our heart is called, Prophet Tibisha calls it, the conversion room. The conversion room. It is in this conversion room that the seed, raw seed, is transformed to spirit before it can be received, injected, digested by your spirit. Mm, before it can benefit Absolutely. your spirit. Processing takes place here in the innermost place, in my heart, we call it inner processing. The process is called meditation. Turn it over and over and over in your heart, in our heart. It means our spirit meditates, not our brain. Hmm. The brain thinks, but the heart meditates. And that's how you can meditate day and night. Absolutely, without ceasing. The soil in which the seed is to be planted is not the brain or intellect, but the heart or spirit of man. As he said, the brain thinks, the heart meditates. So as he said, you can pray without ceasing because your spirit never sleeps. Mm -hmm. What is the result of the process? When the word enters our heart, our spirit, it is translated to spirit. That's his very nature, spirit and life. So meditation is a process of transforming the letter of the seed of the word you have just read to spirit and life in your heart in order to feed your spirit, the spiritual entity of man, your soul, your spirit. What happens at the point of meditation? That's the question. The word of God gets into our heart by meditation. If it remains here, it is fruitless. That's when the Holy Spirit will help us to open our heart by revelation so the word can, from our mind, 
enter our heart directly. That's why we say faith comes when the word, the living word, prevails over the thinking, thinking processes, processes and yeah. find a way to your heart. That's where the seed is planted. You know, the word of God works effectively when planted in the heart, mm. the right soil. Yes. Our heart means our spirit. Remember, when we talk about our heart, spiritually, we mean our spirit. Mm. So what is the difference between thinking and meditation? Many people have asked us this question. Yeah. You see, it's the same difference between the brain and the heart. Mm. It is our spirit that meditates, not our brain. Mm. Our brain thinks. That is the thinking process. And our heart meditates meaning our spirit ponders over the word with a receptive heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to give understanding mm. and to guide us on how to apply that word rightfully in our daily lives. Absolutely. That portrays the discussion between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus was in the thinking processes, but Jesus was in the spirit. Mm. You can see the transformation from the life of Saul to Apostle Paul. In the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, you know from the letter he understood the spirit of the letter. It was a revelation that Absolutely. he received of Jesus. Absolutely. That's why I say in Galatians 1, the gospel, I receive it not from man, by revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm. So meditation is a spiritual process, for it is our spirit that meditates. How? Let's describe the process of transformation of the word that gives birth to faith stage by stage. Remember Paul said, faith comes by hearing. And hearing. From the word of God, the from the message. Mm. The seed that comes into your heart and causes faith to grow. Faith grows in our heart. Faith is a one spirit. So if the seed is not planted in the right soil, faith will not come. Mm. That's why we have to know the difference between faith and reasoning. So the first stage is to get the word into our heart, the right soil. What does it take to do so? The word in our heart becomes spirit and life. The word enters our heart through meditation, right? God does nothing without his word. God himself dwells and operates in our heart through his word by his spirit. So the word must enter first into our heart for the Holy Spirit to use it. That's the tool of the spirit, the soul of the spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? First, the Holy Spirit is a giver of all life. He is the spirit of revelation and understanding. So when our spirit contacts the Holy Ghost by meditation, we attract his attention. Hmm. And when we meditate, oh Holy Spirit, take more of me, give me more of you, more of your faithfulness, more of your kindness, we are attracting the attention of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, the very spirit of revelation. There is truth in God's word, and it's the Holy Spirit that guides us into an understanding of that truth. Yes. Meditation brings revelation. What's it mean? John chapter 16, verse 13. And Isaiah 11, verse 2. Let's listen. John 16, 13. Even verse 12 to 13. John 16, 12, 13. Let's see the importance of the Holy Spirit, the helper, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of understanding. John 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. You can start reading from verse 12. 
I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Take note, more than you can? Now bear. You can understand, more than you can understand. Mm -hmm. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Absolutely. He will not speak on his own. He will mm -hmm. speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. That's it. That is it. That is it. And Isaiah 11 verse 2, we are talking about the Holy Spirit now. Let's listen to what the Bible says about him. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, mm -hmm. the Spirit of wisdom mm -hmm. and of understanding, yes. the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Can't you see? Wisdom, understanding, knowledge come from him. And Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 says, 18, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. It's very important we get these scriptures into our heart and mind so we can get a clear understanding of what Paul's mean, what Paul meant in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 here. Yeah. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation Take note. so that you may know him better. Hmm. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in, hmm. order that you, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Can you please take it back one by one? Very fundamental that one. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the yes. glorious Father, mm. may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Mm -hmm. So that you may know him better. So we may learn his ways better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance Take in note, the saints. The eyes of your heart. Means you have an eye in your heart, not only this one. What does the eye in your heart see? Yes. <laughs> the eyes of your heart need to be illumined. That's your conscience. That's the eye of the heart. We perceive spiritual things. Mm. When the Holy Spirit comes, revelation comes, it illumines. That's what Paul said. Oh, the God who said, let there be light at the beginning, mm. has made the light to shine in our hearts the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Christ. Mm. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. So meditation demands revelation, yearns for revelation. And when the Holy Spirit comes to our help, when you read the Bible, revelation comes. Revelation means the divine meaning of the Bible because we have event stories and we have the divine meaning hidden in the scriptures. Mm. So the process of transformation of the seed begins when revelation comes. The letter is translated to spirit. Now we know the spiritual meaning of each verse of the Bible says. Mm. That's what Jesus mainly said to the Pharisees. You are searching the scriptures, you think you have life, come to me and receive life. Let's listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. And that's the logo of the University of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Yes. Not of the letter, mm -hmm. but of the spirit. Yes. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Amen. Look, one can say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Mm. And nothing happens. Another person, say the same word. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Healing takes place. What's the difference? The same word, the same sound, but what's the difference? Life, mm. Holy Spirit. One you, word is just the letter, another one is spirit and life. Thank you. When it affects your word, 
it becomes God's word and miracle takes place. Mm. We need to understand that the Holy Spirit opens our heart and illumines the word, shedding into our heart the light of the knowledge and understanding of the divine meaning of the scriptures. In the book of Acts chapter 16 verse 14, you will see when you read at home, Paul was preaching and there was a lady called Lydia. And the Bible says, the Lord opened her heart to understand the scriptures. Mm -hmm. That understanding is a gift from God. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Revelation enlightens the word and the divine meaning of the word and parables of the gospel are understood when the Holy Ghost gives you revelation of it. Revelation unveils and reveals the will of God. It is only then when revelation comes that we can accept the word and obey it and apply it rightfully into our lives. The first ingredient of faith is knowledge and understanding. Nobody can believe, nobody can receive what he doesn't understand. Revelation brings conviction. What does it mean? Revelation brings what? Conviction. Let's listen to the book of Romans chapter 14 verse 5 and the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 1. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Mm -hmm. Each man, each one should be convinced in his mm. own mind. Mm. Each one should be convinced in his own mind. Let's read Romans 9 verse 1. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, take note. Let everyone be convinced in his own mind. That I've told you that Jesus is Lord doesn't mean we can cause you to believe it. You must have your own conviction. The scripture must be true for you. When revelation comes, the next stage is conviction. The revelation brings conviction that the word is true for the person. The hidden truth in the letter, the divine meaning, which is the will of God, settles in our heart at the point of conviction. Second hmm. Corinthians chapter four, verse six. Let's listen. Second Corinthians four, verse six. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. When revelation comes, changes are beginning and sense knowledge ceases. Our will is submitted to God's will. See what I mean? Our will, the will of the mind, my thinking, submit to the will of God and the will of God is in my heart. That is conviction. Conviction is an opinion formed with my heart, with my spirit. That would give birth to the word belief. Belief is a conviction of the heart. For it is an opinion formed with my heart by revelation that this is true. Jesus is Lord. Yes, I'm convinced. Yes, and belief start. With our heart, we believe. Conviction means that the word becomes true for our life and we begin to believe it because we are convinced. That's what Romans said, 14 verse 5. Mm -hmm. Let's ever be convinced in his own mind. Mind, means his own consciousness, his own heart. Conviction brings then real movement. Because I believe, I speak. Because I believe, I obey. 
because I believe I speak as a result of the believing in the heart. So what happened next when we believe? Faith grows like a tree, starting with the root. Faith is like a tree and belief is the root of faith. The root develops first in the ground and the ground is the heart. So when the seed forms belief, that belief will begin to move our faith to grow on the outside. At this point, the Holy Spirit takes over and affects the word we speak in our heart with life and it becomes the tool or the sword of the spirit. Hmm. Spirit and life. So when the word enters our heart, it is translated to spirit and life. The seed of the letter I just read now become spirit and life in my heart by meditation. So when I sleep, just something happened, all of a sudden the word spring in my heart. That's the word of the spirit. It is life because it is for my spirit by the Holy Spirit. We call it the inwardly received truth. So when the word of God comes into your heart, it will by its very nature, spirit and life, change you and becomes an integral part of your spirit. Spirit and life and spirit, then your spirit can feed on it. What do I mean integral part of you? As blood is to the body, so is life of the word to my spirit, when it is transformed spirit and life in my spirit. Then our spirit will begin to act on that word. We obey the word by acting on the word. I believe from today you have learnt that when we feed on the word, we have to chew the word mm -hmm. in order for that word to benefit our spirit and to enter into our heart and change our actions and our character. And how do we chew on the word? Through meditation, which brings revelation, which brings conviction, which brings real movement. Real movement. So don't just read the Bible. Once you read, meditate. Because if you meditate, you keep the word. If you just read it, you will go out. When you read, meditate. Meditate takes the word into our heart. And once we understand it, it is there forever. And then it will change our lives. So all the Bible passages that we've gone through in today's lesson on the Foundation Series continue to meditate on the hidden truth there in the scripture. Read the Bible passages, the whole chapter, and uh, continue to turn the word of God over and over again in your heart. As you meditate on that word, revelation of the truth will come to your heart and you're developing your relationship with the spirit of truth, the Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. And you're growing more in your relationship with God, which means you're stepping into the spiritual. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.